This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man on. You probably have heard his voice. You might not know his name. You're about to. It's Sean Farish. Sean, am I saying your last name right? Yes, you got it. Perfect. All right, so you're the host of a, of a show called Ungoverned on LFA TV. That's a channel on Rumble. I'm on Rumble as well. Rumble's great if you guys haven't checked it out yet. And its website is uh, CaptainDeplorable45.com. And I say people have heard your voice because you've got the most spot-on Donald Trump impersonation on the planet. I mean, it's not even close, uh, Sean. Now, I don't, I don't know how you normally do this, and I want my audience to hear you do it, but I don't want it to sound like we set anything up because we didn't. Do you want to just rip off some some Trump? Do you want to just talk about how we got here? I, I'm going to follow you in this interview today, if you don't mind. Well, let's do a, I mean, we could do a little conversation with Trump right now. I work best on my feet. So anything okay. you have on your on top of your head, that's like he said, this is not planned. All right. It's so <laughs> I have I th- no I think, idea what's I, coming. Right. I think I think people watching and listening uh, do think that it's planned, but it's not. We literally just talked about we're both from Long Island a minute ago. And yeah. uh, and again, Sean is amazing. At this. All right. Uh, uh, Mr. President, so glad to have you back on. Thanks for making some time. When you see what's going on in the House of Representatives, how does it make you feel as the as the chief Republican in the country? Well, these are stupid people. OK, we're looking at it and we're watching what's happening when stupid people are in control. And you see, Jim Jordan would have made an excellent speaker. He would have done a tremendous job. He would have done a fantastic job. He would have done a better job in the House of Representatives than Chris Christie does at Dunkin' Donuts. Let me just tell you that. When I cleaned it out, it would have been beautiful. And he would have done amazing. Now we have to go back to the drawing board, and we'll see what happens. But not a good day. Not a good day. Could have been a better day, but a bunch of stupid people made it not a good day. Again, for those listening, I, I think by FCC regulation, I probably have to say that it's not Donald Trump, it's Sean Farish, but it's an amazing impersonation. All right, so uh, Chris Christie used to be tight. It's like he wanted something, that he didn't want something, um, and then he did again. He was your friend. He loved you. He campaigned for you. Now he can't stand you. I think he actually was your debate partner for a while in 16. What happened with you with your relationship with Chris Christie? Well, he was never my friend, okay? Uh, they say keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. He's an awful person, and, you know, it's hard not to be close to Chris Christie. When you're standing next to him, this crazy thing happens. You start to get pulled. It's called gravitational. It's incredible. He's like, I call him the gas giant. He's a gas giant. And there was a speech going on in New Hampshire. Somebody took a tomato. You believe that? A rotten tomato. Not a beautiful. It was a rotten tomato. And they threw it at Chris Christie. And it got stuck. It was going around and around. It was beautiful, like the solar system. I could not believe what I was looking at. I've never seen this before. Uh, So he was never really a good person. You see, he gave the hug to Barack Obama, beautiful hug. It was a big, beautiful hug. And I bet you Obama liked that a lot. Let me just tell you that one. But, uh, you know, he gave him a hug and he was never my friend. Nobody who hugs Obama is my friend. Uh, But 
He was useful, and uh, we call that a useful idiot. That's what we call it. What is, what is wrong with you? You know, it's funny because uh, I'm jaded. Sean, I'm jaded. I've been in this business a long time, man. And people come on here, comedians want to come on, they want to push their stuff. Nobody makes me laugh. I almost take pride in not laughing at people. That was ridiculous. I mean, that, that was real laughter. That does. Thank I had you. a wipe, as you were full on the shot, I had to wipe my tears from my eyes. It, it's so good. Now, let's, let's talk about the development of the, of the voice. Because in talking to you before this and in seeing you on Newsmax with our friend Kay Smythe and Carl Higby, um, you don't talk like this all the time. I mean, your voice is a, a similar tone. The tonality obviously has to be there uh, or else you couldn't do it. But you don't pronounce like he does. You don't repeat like he does. And it's not even repetition. He'll say it. He'll add to it. He'll elaborate some more, embellish a little bit more, all on the same topic. And you seem to have really just found that zone of what he does. So how does one develop a voice that's that close to the original? Well, you have to. I mean, I always I always used to when I was in school, I went to school for radio. I always wanted to do sports radio. Yeah. Um, so you're a New Yorker, you know, Mike and the Mad Dog, Mike oh, Francesa, Chris Russo. I mean, like one of the best shows in radio history. So uh, from a sports standpoint, but just from a radio standpoint, like it was it was uh, that was a big moment. That's where the whole sports talk duo started. It was right. Mike and the Mad Dog. But I always wanted to do radio. And so in some of our radio classes, you know, they're teaching us sound and recording and all this. Uh, so we had to do, you know, some sound replacement, Foley sound and all this other stuff. And so right. I started doing, you know, voiceovers for all my classmates. We were all helping each other. Can you do an English accent? Can you do this? Can you do that? I was like, I'll just give it a roll. I was doing everybody's stuff. Um, so they called me Robin Williams before he took his life. A guy's super talented also, Robert, oh, yeah. Robin Williams. The voice of Looney Tunes, Mel Blanc. He was the voice of just about every character that you saw right. on screen. So I was always fascinated by that. And I always wanted to do, you know, like voices and stuff. So I'd mess around. Um, I watched a lot of Trump. I love Trump. Um, Trump since 2016. And, you know, I used to watch his rallies all the time. So you're watching it and you're watching it, you're watching it, and you realize the guy's funny. So it's kind of fun to do a bit of someone who's funny. Um, but I was it ultimately culminates. I was bowling for uh, a work event and guy throws a strike. This is the first time I'd ever like done it, quote unquote, publicly. Uh, and I said, you know. They look like Rosie O'Donnell at a law you could eat buffet. What a throw was chaos, total chaos. Look at the pins, they're everywhere, total chaos. And he goes, you know, it sounds like Trump. And I said, okay. So I did it the rest of the night, and um, you know, people got tired of it pretty quick. No, no well, there's him. no way. Well, I mean, yeah, so man. this was this was before he be, he became the president then. Yeah, it was 2016 when he was running. Wow. Um, and so I had never been a fan of his. You know, not because I didn't like him, just because I didn't really care. I grew up right. watching sports. I didn't care about The Apprentice. I never watched, you know, wrestling when I was a kid, so I never seen him, you know, with Vince McMahon, even though I find all that to be hilarious. Right. Um, you know, so I, I was never a fan of his, but I knew about You're Fired, you know, under The Apprentice. That's the line. It went around. Fine. I didn't really know one way or the other. I, when he first got into the race, I thought, can we take him seriously? I mean, is he making a mockery of this? Is Trump? He loves attention. And then, you know, he showed himself. To be pretty serious when he's on the debate stage and he tells Hillary Clinton you'd be in jail. Greatest response in the history of the debates. <laughs> but um, but yes, yeah, so I was selling direct TV at the time. That was my job. And I took that voice into the field. People would ask me, you know, oh, it's my because it was 2016 on Long Island. You know, there's been like a Republican uprising on Long Island. And, um, you know, they were asking me, oh, is my package, my cable package, if I switch, going to have Fox News? And I would just look at them and I would say, do, do I look like, because I like somebody who would take that away from you? I don't think, do you know who I am? Do you know what's happening? And they were, whoa, whoa, and start buying. <laughs> it was so, it was great. It was a great skill to use, 
in sales, but it obviously got a lot further on it's, than that. <laughs> it's Sean Farish. It's F-A-R-A-S-H. Follow him on X. Go and check out his show. Actually, go to CaptainDeplorable45.com is the website. You can follow his show he, where, where he hosts. It's called Ungoverned on LFA TV on Rumble. It's a Rumble channel, LFA TV. Uh, all right, so Trump wins. And he gets yeah. into the Oval Office. And now is it like, I'm going to quit my DirecTV job. I'm, I've got work at least for four years now. No, so what happened was, um, so he wins. And, you know, that's just it. I wasn't doing this on the Internet back in 2016. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really know how to use some of these apps, you know. And, like, TikTok wasn't available. YouTube was still hard to use, you know. Like, think about 2016. You feel like that was recent because of how crazy the whole political landscape has been right but that's seven years ago like just think to yourself right now what did your cell phone look like seven years ago like that's that's what i always think i look at my i got my galaxy s22 i love this thing i was using a samsung galaxy s5 seven <laughs> years ago yeah because it was the it was the last samsung phone with a removable battery so i used to travel and pop the battery in and out i was a nerd right. like that right? i never wanted my phone to be dead um and so you know, he wins and I'm just working. I go from direct TV. I started selling paint afterwards because cable became real difficult to do. Right. You know, if nobody wanted a dish, let alone have cable. Uh, so, you know, I started selling, doing paint. It was always in a sales field. Well, 2020 happened. COVID happened. And that's like always, you know, you find a lot of people like that was my moment. So um, I don't know if you remember this on Long Island or not, but in the fall of 2020, there were Trump rallies all across the island with the cars with the flags out, blocking up the highways. Not yeah, I remember seeing the video. That was awesome. Right. Yeah. So I organized just about every single one of those. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And um, and it was really cool. We did the one down Fifth Avenue. So I started doing that. We named our movement the Loud Majority out there on Long Island. And we result we got a couple of really big wins. And we took all that rallying and we, we've kind of pushed it into school boards and and all of that. That was before I had obviously left. It's still going. My friend Kevin is running it now. Okay. But um, but. We had that, and, and it was a friend of mine who came through the loud majority movement who said, you know, you should take that voice that you do, because I would do it to everybody. He would go, you should do that on TikTok. And I said, I can't do that. China can't do it. I don't want to do China. <laughs> and so he said, no, you got to do that on the app. I promise you, you'll go viral. So I was like, oh, well, maybe it'll bring us some awareness or whatever. Let's let's go ahead and do it. And so I started doing just random, unserious kind of bits on TikTok, and it, it turned into, uh, you know, I my first real big one was this night before Christmas in 2020. Right. But then exactly. I did one about three months later, um, and I when they were canceling Dr. Seuss, and I did green eggs and ham. I will not eat green eggs and ham. I will not eat them, Lindsey Graham. I will not <laughs> eat them in South Carolina or with the virus that came from China. I will not eat them with Mitch McConnell or with that hideous person rosie o'donnell i will not eat green eggs and ham and i so i did that everyone thought that, that was great. so good so and good. it went mega it, well, well it did and i think that's when we became aware of you so literally the four years he was the president you weren't really that involved with the voice at all once COVID no. hits which is at the end of his presidency we all had to learn how to use the technology you wanted to, to do any business at all make any money at all advance your career at all you had to learn how to do zoom you had to learn how to do skype you had to learn how to do all this stuff you had to learn how to add a live live stream on on instagram or put up short videos on there or on youtube or on tiktok you're right so i mean right. it's so weird to me that it, this wasn't happening his whole presidency, and now you've shot to the moon. Sean, I feel like uh, one of the first ones I saw was you ordering at, at a fast food restaurant, too. Was that was that not one of the early ones, too? Yeah. So um, that became a thing when we were up one night trying to figure out what school board meeting stuff we were going to do. And my right. friend's like, let's get Taco Bell. And I'm like, well, I'm going <laughs> to 
we'll do like the practical jokers, right? Like we'll go to the drive-thru and I'll do something silly. So uh, I ordered his Taco Bell like Trump and put it up and it got like half a million views on TikTok in like a day. Um, and then around that same time, there was another one that I did was like, what if Trump was your GPS, right? Like you're like the voice. <laughs> make a left at the Soto Boulevard, it's a beautiful boulevard. And I built it with my own two hands. And if you reach Bernie Sanders, you've gone too far left. Okay. And you know, and we just started that. So good. Um, and, and it, and it was boom, like everywhere, but the drive through, yes. The biggest drive-through one I did was in upstate New York at the Arby's in Oneonta. It should be like a okay. historical landmark now, right? Because I ordered my friends. A lot of the food that I ordered at the drive-through isn't mine, by the way. It's people with me, so <laughs> people are like, "Stop eating so much fast food." I'm like, "It's, it's not me." She's my friend. But I ordered a bacon brisket and beef dip sandwich, beautiful, and they had no horsey sauce. And we did the bear shells Biden joke, and it just it took off. It got like eight million views on uh, on uh, TikTok, and it just exploded. And everyone's like, "Do more drive-throughs." So we're planning no, another one. It's, no, it's yeah. amazing because it brings us, you know, to everybody's everyday life. And and here, how would you? I think what we say is, how would I react if I heard the voice of Trump, literally the voice of Trump, ordering, you know, uh, a sandwich at Arby's? Uh, how do the people who are taking the order react? Because they're half asleep anyway, half the time. Do they wake up halfway through, going, "Wait a second, are you?" Or do they never even get it? <laughs> Some of them think it's funny because I over embellish. Like if you go to KFC, you could say it like Trump or you could say it like anybody. Right. If you say you want big, beautiful biscuits, chances are the person on the <laughs> other side of the thing is going to laugh. Right. Um, but there was one instance last year, 2022, Donald Trump's birthday. It was June 14th. So I was like, I'll do a drive through and I'll order order Trump's birthday dinner. Right. Um, as Trump. The guy on the other side of the, the uh, drive through, the, the speaker. Right. Started doing it back to me. Get out of here. So, yeah. So he's like, oh, but it was really bad. It sounded like it sounded like French Trump. And he was like, oh, you want a beautiful sandwich? And I'm just like, I'm sitting there. And I'm like, is this real? So he starts going on. And he, he when I got to the window, um, he was a younger guy, like a, like a kid. I don't know, 20 years old, maybe, right? Yeah. 19, whatever. And I was like, he was like, that was funny. And he knew what I was doing. And I said to him, hey, it's, go on. You have TikTok. You're like 10 years old. Go on your phone and uh, and and go follow this. And I'm like, I promise it's probably going to be viral by tonight. And like the next day, like 4 million views. That's amazing. <laughs> it, it is Sean Farish. I urge you to go and uh, check out any, any X space that he's on. If you're on Twitter, you'll notice that spaces is like the next thing. If you're in spaces, uh, you're going to you're gonna have live interaction with somebody like Sean. He's in a lot of those. Also, he's got a show. It's called Ungoverned on LFA TV over on Rumble. And, and go to his website. CaptainDeplorable45.com. So you weren't really a big Trump guy. You were aware of it. Everybody's been aware of Trump for 30 years. But you weren't a big Trump guy. Didn't pay much attention. You know that he said you're fired and whatever. Um, right. At what point did you realize that your politics were pretty much aligned with him? And did that change the act? Because you got to, you've got to be taking arrows every day from the far left. How dare you make Trump sound normal and funny? And how dare you side with him on things? Are you getting a lot of that or not? Well, it's funny about the left, right? So when everything first started going viral, uh, a lot of followers who came through, like, let's say on a TikTok app or something yeah. like that, didn't really know my politics because I never put it up there. You know, smartly. I, I, I mean, like, you shouldn't do it to, to go viral. You know, you hold that out, I think, you know, before you let them right. know. But but go ahead. But, but yeah. So basically on TikTok, my name was at Captain Deplorable because that was one of the names, nicknames that came through with these car rallies and everything. Right. So I put that on TikTok. Uh, and I just uploaded funny videos. I didn't upload anything, you know, too political. And then it started to drift into it because I, I was like, all right, 
but I don't want people to think I'm making fun of them. Like I want to make sure that I'm appealing to the right people, considering right. we also had this movement on Long Island that was starting. And I didn't want that to bring about, you know, any issues with candidates that we may or may not were working with, whatever. So it was like a balancing act. Um, yeah, I wasn't a Trump guy in 2016 until I figured out he was for real. You know, right. in 2012, I was in one of my college classes and I asked the professor, uh, you know, um, do you think we could solve immigration and create a lot of jobs by building a wall on the border? This was 2012. I did that just to get the liberals in the class to go berserk. And they did, right. you yeah. know, I was in my button pushing stage. How far can I go? <laughs> and the professor was actually conservative. He was the only conservative professor I think that ever existed in the history of the world, but he's, he's the one. He was, yeah. yeah, he was the one. But yeah, once I realized Trump was for real, like that, he actually wanted to build a wall and, you know, he was at the Al Smith dinner with Hillary Clinton and just destroyed her and all the debate comments and, you know, it's either him or not, you know, or, or her. Um, I said, listen, I think this guy might be for real. He hasn't changed what he's been saying since the 80s with Oprah talking about how China and Japan and Korea is ripping us off. Right. You know, let's go. Let's do it. it it's better than Hillary. Let's do it. And it's the best. He was the best that I've seen. It is uh, Sean Farish. He's got a show. It's called Ungoverned over on Rumble. Go look for it and make sure that you check him out on Newsmax TV. Go to CaptainDeplorable45.com. Before we let you go, I have, to, I have to hear the story of the first time you were in the presence of Donald Trump and he heard you do this. How does that go? Yeah, so we were at Bedminster for an event for a, uh, a January 6th uh, group called uh, Patriot Freedom Project. They're amazing. Right. They help, the, they help uh, families and uh, families with specific language, children with J6 because no one thinks about what's happening to the kids right. when their dad or their mom or their parents are in prison. Uh, so they've been helping out a lot there, but we're at an event in Bedminster and I'm standing right next to this stage and, and it was the founder and president of Patriot Freedom Project, Cynthia, who she taps me. She, well, she tells me, come on up, coming up and I'm sitting there. What do I do? She tells the president Trump, she says, uh, you have to hear this young man say something. To this you. wasn't you know, planned. So, no, come on. No, I had no idea this was going to happen. So, um, you know, we're thinking it might. I'm thinking I'm going to be in. What do I say? What if I get in front? So I'm standing on stage, and um, and so I'm just like, all right, well, I can't be the guy who tells Trump. You know, uh, can you move a little bit? You know, I got to get this on video of the internet. You'll understand <laughs> it someday. You know, so I told the rest of the room. I said, this is what the internet's been waiting for. We've been making promises forever in front of him for a longer period of time. Someone's going to record it. So I said, get your phones out. Everyone got their phones out. That bought me about two seconds. <laughs> and nice. I'm like, all right. And so I just did it to him, and he looked at me, he smiled, we, we, he shook my hand, and uh, he said, you're very good, that was very good. And he understands, he's heard my content before, that I'm not in it to mock him. Go check out his show, Captain, uh, CaptainDeplorable45.com, or Ungoverned on LFA TV on Rumble. Thanks a million, my brother. I really appreciate you. Thank you. All right, man, we're back after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. If you liked uh, Sean Farish, and that, inter that interview is so much fun for me, and his impersonation is amazing. There's more to that, rumble.com slash Joe Pags. Got to go now, though. That's Polo, that's Sam, that's Carrie, I'm Joe Biden. This is the Joe Pags Show.